To education, leadership, and beyond, surviving and thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and excited to be on today. Show number 73. We had some crazy weather up here in the Northeast after a, a long weekend. Uh, we are just coming out of the cold. So exciting to excited to be back on the air and going with education, leadership, and beyond. If you are liking the show, reach out to us on Twitter at Andrew Murata 21 and certainly leave us a, a positive review on iTunes. Those are things that uh, certainly can help us. So we are meeting a team today. We are meeting the administrative team from Beekman Town School District up near Plattsburgh, New York. And uh, we're going to have multiple members from their admin team on and uh, excited. We've never had uh, more than more than one guest at a time. And uh, this is kind of great how this happened. You never know who's watching the show. You never know who's listening on the show. And uh, Stephen Broadwell, uh, their former superintendent, is very active in professional development and uh, in, in that area up uh, near Plattsburgh and around New York State. And uh, got in touch with the show, got in touch with me and got talking and brainstorming on what we can do for Beekman Town. And here we are. We're going to meet their administrative team. And many of them are new in their positions. And uh, Dr. Broadwell kind of liked my book, uh, The Principles Surviving and Thriving, and they've taken some of the concepts from that and uh, are using them in their roles as uh, newer administrators in their districts. So uh, I'm excited to meet them uh, here coming up on the podcast. The opening concept, uh, Dr. Broadwell used to uh, be a, a basketball coach. And in 1989, he reached out to John Wooden and asked for some tips on coaching, asked for some tips on leadership. He wrote a handwritten letter to him. He actually reached out to many, many uh, leaders asking about their leadership style. And John Wooden wrote Mr. Broadwell back. He wrote him a handwritten letter. Uh, it's tremendous. So we're actually going to uh, refer to some of the things uh, in this letter for our opening concept. And, and again, this is Coach Broadwell reaching out to John Wooden in 1989. And Wooden writes, here are a few ideas that I try to get across to my UCLA, UCLA, UCLA players each and every year. And I thought about these concepts and how they can relate to the administrators at Beekman Town, right? They're going through a lot. They're learning. They're new administrators. And these uh, concepts in here are just tremendous. So number one, be quick, but not in a hurry. That goes for teachers. That goes for administrators. And it certainly goes for John Wooden's players at UCLA. Stay in balance physically, mentally, and emotionally. These administrators are getting so many things thrown at them, so many things that happen. One of them just had to jump up and run out. There was a bus accident, and uh, they got to go deal with that. Do you think they need to be in balance uh, emotionally when they're talking to parents who are going to be upset about their kids in a bus accident? You're dang right they're going to be. Uh, he wrote here, never, never cease trying to be the best that you can be. Us as school leaders, that's an important concept, always trying to strive for improvement, always trying to get better. He wrote here, this is about basketball, but it's also about life. I would prefer that most of our field goals come after a pass rather than 
the end of a dribble. What does that mean for us as school administrators? It means help one another, pass something on to someone else that they can use, uh, share with one another, and that's going to lead to success. That's a great concept. Assume that every shot will be missed and move quickly to your rebounding area. Well, how does that relate to school leadership? There's going to be mistakes in your school. People are going to miss things. People are going to drop things. People need reminders. People are going to make errors. And you have to be in good rebounding position as the school leader to catch that, shoot that back, pass it to someone else. Um, so get in good position. Your character is more important than your reputation. As school administrators, we're all going to learn that people do attack your character. They attack your rep uh, reputation. If something doesn't go perfectly for them, people come at you. And uh, I'm sure the administrators in Beekman Town School District are learning that. Uh, be mindful of excessive jubilation or excessive dejection. Not everything is always going to go your way and you're going to have low points. Stay steady right in the middle. This is great stuff. And get ready um, and your chance will come, right? Whether it's something for your school, an opportunity for your school, a different advancement, always be ready. And lastly, he writes, earn the right to respect by being industrious, friendly, loyal, cooperative, courteous, enthusiastic, self-disciplined, clean, neat, and considerate of others. That's like the Bible of, uh, of life, right? Think about that. Industrious, friendly, loyal, cooperative, courteous, enthusiastic, self-disciplined, clean, neat, and considerate of others. Great advice uh, from John Wooden, and uh, thanks to Dr. Broadwell for sharing uh, with me. Uh, that's a fantastic resource and, uh, you know, can relate to school leadership as well. Before we meet the team here from Beekman Town, uh, we have a number of viewers watching live. If you are watching live or you watch it on uh, replay on, on one of the social medias, leave us a question. Leave us a comment. If you're watching live, leave us a question, and we will try to get that in uh, to the team here as we're having our conversation. And those questions do pop up live. We have a number of viewers now. So if you are watching live, don't hesitate to put a question or a comment for us. If you're listening on replay or watching on replay, put a, a comment or question in there for us also. So let's meet the team here. Good afternoon, uh, Beekman Town. Nice to see you. You too. Good afternoon, too. I, I know we lost a member uh, here, and uh, but you guys are here live, so uh, appreciate you being here. Why don't we go around? First of all, guys, why don't you squeeze in a little bit more shoulder to shoulder so we can get you all in, in, in the screen there. And why don't you go around, Darcy, why don't we you start with you and introduce yourself and your position and, and tell us something about yourself that you want the listening audience to know. Okay, my name is Darcy Stoutinger. I'm the principal at Cumberland Head Elementary School. It's a pre-K through five building, and I'm going on my second year at Cumberland Head. Before that, I was a professional for 15 years in a different school district, so there's been quite an adjustment period, and I enjoy every day that I come to work, and I look forward to seeing the students, the kids I work with, and I couldn't be happier with what I'm doing right now. Very cool, Darcy, nice to meet you. Matthew? I'm the high school principal. Uh, we are nine through 12. It's my first year here at Beaventown High School. Um, originally from this area, uh, moved down to Florida for an opportunity uh, in education. Uh, went back to school, got my leadership down in Florida at Barry University. Uh, became an administrator down there um, and want to kind of come back to my roots, miss the North Country people, 
miss the area, miss the you know opportunities for students around this area. Um, so I came back. I'm excited to be here. I had a great first six months. Um, I'm really excited to continue those those things around here and, and the culture that's here and the progressiveness in the 21st century atmosphere we have here at Beavantown. And I'm really excited to continue that that method that we have going. Awesome. And I can hear that enthusiasm in your voice, Matthew. Uh, my friend Rona Goldstein is watching down in Florida, and she did want to let us know that it is 64 degrees and sunny. Uh, I think uh, our weather is a little similar. I think you have about two feet of snow up there uh, in Beekman Town. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Nick, go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? My name's Nick. This is also my first year at Beekman Town. I'm the director of pupil personnel services. It's a, it's a pre-K through 12 admin position. Um, prior to this, I was administrator in another district. And prior to that, I was a teacher for nine years, um, mixed between general education and social studies and special education at the seventh through 12th grade um, level. I'm also, my office is based out of Cumberland Head, uh, the elementary buildings. So I also often interact with um, elementary students and overall, it's great to be at Beekman Town. It's a great district and really a top-notch um, teaching staff to work with. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Nick. Duffy, is, that, is that you on the end, Duffy? Yes. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to scoot in almost shoulder to shoulder with Nick so we can see you. He won't okay. He won't bite you. It's, it's a tight district there right. in Beekman Town. Ready? All right, Duffy, we, we can see you now, yeah. Um, I'm Duffy Nelson. I'm the middle school principal. I've been in education for 16 years, 13 um, of which I was a social studies teacher in middle school. So that's exciting. Um, and then for the last two years of my career before this, I was a learning technology coach in St. Green Valley School District in Longmont, Colorado. And that's where I earned my admin degree. And, and like Matt, I, I wanted to come home and came home to be principal of a school I taught at for 10 years and grew up right across the street so I could give back uh, to the community and make our community stronger. Awesome. Awesome. And I know one of your colleagues uh, had to run out with a, a bus situation. and uh, But I appreciate you guys making time to be here today. And we kind of talked in the pre-show meeting about you guys just jump in with an answer. I don't want to direct a question to either one of you. So let's start with what was something that in your past career um, that has prepared you the most for where you are right now? What was something that you've learned in the past that has helped you uh, where you are right now? I think I don't say it's um it's a person who has helped me the most in adjusting to my career. So I had a principal who was my mentor in my former school district. And I think of her often when I'm in a tricky situation or when I'm communicating with my staff and she was just such a good role model for me. And she knew I wanted to be an administrator. So she'd take that extra time to um, just talk with me in her office afterwards and go over like choices that she's made and she gives me the why and the how. So I think it was her time and her attention and her leadership that really prepared me the most. And I thank her all the time and I apologize to her a lot. I think for me, uh, just my whole educational career, uh, definitely I started as a graduate assistant. Uh, I coached college football for two years as a graduate assistant at Alfred University in New York. And I thought that, that those leadership skills you learn there as a coach 
really truly helped me in my role now as a principal um, and really working with, you know, college freshmen was kind of a big thing of why I kind of transitioned into education, into the leadership role, because I saw a lot of students coming as freshmen unprepared. You know, they really weren't prepared for that college atmosphere. They weren't prepared for the demands that we put on them as college athletes, not only on the field, but academically. Um, so that really was really prepared me to really work with students that needed a little bit of extra push, not only on the football field, but academically. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of grew and that kind of sparked my interest of being in the education field. Uh, went down to Florida, became a teacher, was a reading coach down there, moved to a single school culture coordinator. And that was really a great position for me because you took the leadership role with the culture and climate on the campus. And I thought that really helped me because I had to work with multiple groups, different teachers, and really change the culture on the, on the, on the campus. And I think that's a great thing when you're looking as a, as a leadership role, as a principal, you really want to look at that climate and culture and really make sure that's a positive aspect of your day. I agree with you, Matthew. Uh, uh, very important. And those experiences, right, working at that college level, planted that seed with you. So so very cool to uh, to hear that. Darcy, did you, I mean, uh, uh, Duffy, did you jump in there? Is that, was that you? With what Matt was saying about coaching, I was um, a learning technology coach in St. Brain um, and was trained with cognitive coaching skills. And one of the things that taught me was just the power of being an active listener. Um, because I would sit down with, let's say, a, a choral teacher, and I'm supposed to coach them. And I don't know anything about music and so yet, but I don't know anything about music and, and going through it and just listening, I was able to support that. So one of the, that was the biggest, it had the biggest impact on um, my leadership skills is being an active listener um, to identify where I can help and support teachers and moving them forward. And so I really wouldn't take that experience and minimize it at all. It was huge, huge impact. Nick, let's mix it up a little bit. What are some skills that you currently use in, in your job, you know, on the job? What are some leadership skills that you demonstrate on a daily basis? I think one thing that's helped me be an administrator um, is my background in special education. And one of the one of my duties is committee on special education chairperson. Um, and just being familiar with, you know, the IP processes um, is a huge help to kind of run with me and understanding where teachers come from. Um, but additionally, I'm always willing to, to take a lead or willing to assist teachers when there's a behavioral um, needs that, that come to my desk. Um, sometimes teachers are present, sometimes they're not, but, but I think just being able to, you know, set a good example and just demonstrate some techniques that are successful um, is, is how I, I, I demonstrate leadership um, in a, you know, secondary nature. Well, we got some people from your area watching. Danny Eagle thinks you're a great team of outstanding people, and uh, Yvette Manny says the same. So uh, they must be friends of the program up uh, in the North Town, as you call it. I like that, the North Town. So, uh, again, I'll throw this question out there for one of you. Tell me about the perfect day, right? If everything can go right and everything, and you walk out of there saying this was an amazing day, what are some of the things that would happen uh, in your day? I can start. Um, I think greeting students at, at the bus stop, just seeing their faces as they get off the bus, greeting them as they come to school, you know, and just knowing that maybe they didn't have a great day than that night, you know, and this kind of being that person that is that, that solid atmosphere for them. Um, so greeting them at the door as they come in, I think getting in classrooms, I think that is one of the best things a part of my day is just seeing our great teachers teach, seeing our wonderful students learning 
And just seeing that hands-on type atmosphere on a daily basis would be my awesome day. Um, then kind of ending the day with, you know, like a faculty meeting. So I get to talk to the staff, get to interact with our staff and communicate with them. It would be really a nice day for me. I would really enjoy that interaction throughout my day. Cool. Someone else want to jump in with some of those, uh, some of those thoughts? I'd say I have to agree that the best part of the day would be time spent with students and time spent with teachers. Some of the um, managerial type of things that kind of bog me down in my office. Um, to me, that that's part of the job that needs to get done, but it's not the part that actually, I guess I want to say, fills my bucket and mm -hmm. you know keeps me happy. It's the interactions I have with kids and. Um, one thing I like to do is I like to go into our pre-K three-year-old room around nap time and get some hugs and cuddles for a little break, and that just makes it all worth it. Very cool. Uh, and Nick and, and Duffy, how about, tell me a little bit, you guys are newer administrators, you're in different roles, some of you are returning to home. Tell me about the balance of, of home and school. There's so many activities we have to go to and be part of. Uh, and we haven't gotten into your personal lives. I have three children at home myself, 12, 10, and 7. Uh, and that is something that's very important to me to not miss their childhood, right? I don't want to ever have resentment because I was a high school principal and I spent 90% of my time at school and I missed so much of their stuff. Tell me about the balance between home and, and school. Well, I have four boys. Um, God bless you. <laughs> all of them attend Beaventown and we're all under one roof. And so we live here. And um, no, but um, one of the pieces that's very important is that you do have that balance and that they do come to my office in between practices and they're involved in school. Um, and then we all go home together. And so we're here until six o'clock. But that's when I'm able to take care of some of the pieces Darcy was talking about answering those emails and writing up those memos. And I tr try to leverage that time um, to get that done. That way, when we do go home, it's home time and I can focus on, on my family. Um, I'm not always, that's my ideal. It doesn't always work out that way. Oh no, did we lose you? We'll get, we'll get you back. I guess you can still hear me, Duffy. We lost you there for a second. If you are listening, Duffy, your four boys are going to get mad that they can't see you on the screen. So I need you to sit right next to Matthew. And let's see, we're coming back now. There we go. Did, did you fix that, yeah, Duffy? Uh, no. Right. <laughs> I just looked like it. <laughs> well, I don't want your boys to get mad. They're not going to see you if you don't slide in there tight next to Nick. Uh, and they're going to complain that they didn't get to see you. Slide in there tight. And thanks for uh, thanks for fixing the technology there. There you go. Uh, that's amazing that you have uh, your four boys there. Congratulations, and uh, I'm sure you're busy. Nick, how about you? Tell me about the balance uh, between uh, home life and, and school life. Uh, we're losing you again. Uh, I can see you now. There we go. Okay. Nick, did you hear me? I don't know if we got cut off there. Why don't you uh, tell me about that balance, Nick, between home and your school life? Are you there, guys? Can you hear me? 
There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, we're having tech technology problems with the internet. Maybe it's the weather. Let's shift gears a little bit. Talk to me about technology in your district. Uh, is that a priority? Where is your Where is your district at in terms of uh, using technology in the classroom, using it uh, in, in different aspects of uh, the child's education? Well, we're one-to-one -one Chromebooks, and so that initiative um, started about three and a half years ago. Um, I don't think any of us were here when that started, um, but uh, we've been able to see it progress. It was a three-year phase-in process. We're at the last last year, um, and teachers are embracing technology. They're seeing that they can um, get give students feedback and quality feedback on um, what students will turn in. And they're also able to use uh, the, the technology to, I guess, foster equity. So students um, are able to get their voice heard and, and, um, and as opposed to in more traditional formats without the technology where they kind of sit in the back and, and not raise their hand. This way, the teacher is able to hear from each and every student. Um, so that's how we're really using it for instructional purposes. We're Google Classroom. Um, we also have, uh, it's not an insignificant investment. We have smart TVs, I believe in most districts. Uh, some also have uh, multiple smart TVs in, in the classroom mm -hmm. due, to, due to some of our coaches. And do the students take the Chromebooks home with them or is that something where there's a cart uh, in each room? You know, yeah. our, our three through five students are able to take their Chromebooks home. Um, one of the things that's interesting is that the technology time isn't reserved for a half hour out of the day at our school. It's just an extension of what we do. So the kids will get in, they're able to log into their Chromebooks, start working on a Google slide or a Kahoot or quizzes. And it's the process that they do it just happens seamlessly. It's not reserved for one specific time or teaching of the day it's just kind of who they are and to see third graders being so skilled at getting in their chromebooks and youtube or wikipedia it's just it's amazing what they do. yeah it's, it's tremendously embedded in our culture um, we even have we call um and they actually work what they do is if any computer that is is down not working uh, they replace the screens they can replace the you know, the keyboards. So they actually have that right here on campus. So these students are learning career skills to take it to that next level, not just by utilizing technology, because that's the world we're, we're living in. They're actually going to have trades and skills to move forward and, and be marketable when they do leave here. So that is, our, our school has, you know, a leg up. Being in Florida, you know, Beamantown Central School District is progressive. It's where it's at for technology, and it's, it's exciting. And I, I love being here for that aspect of it, because it's, it's something you don't see everywhere. And Matthew, so you're saying that if a screen cracks or there's something wrong with it, you have students involved in the fixing of that of the screen? Yep, absolutely. They go in and they, they get it fixed and within a day they have their screen fixed or their keyboard or you know they can they can do whatever they you know to fix that computer. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's really cool. I definitely want to connect with you afterwards to see what that looks like uh, in, in your school district. That's tremendous. What would you guys say in terms of uh, Maybe someone that might be more old-fashioned that says, you know, writing writing it down is better than typing it, or reading from a book versus reading from a screen. The kid is not going to absorb it as much. What would you say to someone that is resistant 
about kids being uh, using technology more than not? I would think the, the goal of education is to get kids ready for life after high school, whether that be college or, or the workforce. And outside of school, technology is at the forefront. So having them be um, competent users of it is really our intent. That's awesome. And I think providing that professional development to those teacher piece that you really have to do is really showing those teachers how easy it can be, you know, and how it can, how it can enhance their curriculum and the engagement in their classroom. I think once they see that aspect of it, and, you know, it's just, once again, just getting through that first step of showing them how to use it and everything else falls into place. Guys, it sounds like you're in a tremendous ditch district in terms of technology. But another aspect in school districts is the flow of information, all of the moving parts. Uh, you had a two-hour delay today. You know, tell me about you. How do you help direct communication uh, in your school specifically? And what are some techniques that you use um, to, to make sure people are informed and uh, have, have strong communication? I think we, we leverage our website um, and social media to get information out to the community about what's going on at, at our school. We have daily announcements that are posted, um, and that's kind of taken the place of parent newsletters. Um, so we really leverage the technology that's out there and the resources that are available to get that and communicate with our parents. So we have Facebook and Twitter and our website. So we're, we're out there um, all around. Um, for parents to access and for community members to access. That's tremendous and, and very progressive. Um, and how about in, in your hallways? How about with your teachers and staff? And, um, you know, tell me about, or, or, you know, when you're in the trenches, communication with, with your staff and students. I can tell you, you know, last night we got the, you know, the call for the two-hour delay. Um, we have Regents Week this week. So, you know, if ELA Regents starts at 8.15 the next day, it's really communicating to those teachers, you know, what time that test is going to start, when the students need to be here, when the buses are going to arrive. Um, we had boot camps for review going on at certain times where students were showing up, and those teachers are going to be teaching that aspect of it. So it's really getting that out last night and getting an email out to the whole staff and communicate with them, these are the new procedures, this is what's going on on our campus tomorrow. Um, and just that communication piece is, is hugely valuable. I think everybody being on the same page helped this morning be a lot more smooth than it could have been. Um, so really utilizing the email, talking to people, getting it out there, um, and using, like like Duffy said, you know, our, our resources like the website, Twitter, Facebook. We got that all out there yesterday, and people were informed. We got to school today, and everybody were aware of when those, those tests were going to be taken and when the boot camps were and when we had students on our campus. So that was a huge, valuable resource that we utilized constantly. Uh, on a regular basis for uh, my staff in the middle school, I created a Google site update weekly with information about what's coming up this week, um, important procedures for a, an assembly that we might have. And so I've had positive, um, positive reaction to that and that it's helped. Um, so I don't, I'm not sending emails every, every moment of every day about what's going on and so that they're aware of it at the beginning of the week except in special circumstances when there's a two hour delay where we have to get that. <laughs> and guys, I, I know we kind of lost you on the screen here. I can hear you, but we can't see you. And hopefully that'll pop back up. I'm sure the weather has something to, to do with that. Uh, and again, to our, our live watching audience, if you have a question or a comment for the team at Beekman Town School District, 
uh, please put it up there and, and we'll try to work that into the show. And, uh, um, you know, as we're talking with them and hopefully the screen will pop back up. Um, here, I'll throw this question out. It sounds like you're doing well with technology and moving forward as you plan for next year or even now as we're on the, the eve of the second half of the school year. What are some other initiatives that you may have coming forward for your school district? Uh, something that you're trying specifically, not only in your, your school district, but also your school. We just had a staff development day. Um, a couple of things were going on for teachers. We had uh, mindfulness training for teachers. And then we also had TCI, therapeutic crisis interventions, um, training in place for teachers to go to. Have so... We are, as a district, we're putting a lot of um, stock into teacher well-being and in help, and also in helping with students that are in crisis or students in trauma. Um, at my school, I've partnered with a mindfulness coach who is going to be coming in and working with teachers and students for about 10 sessions into June, and she's going to teach them some strategies to use to deal with stress and regulation. We lost you there, uh, Darcy. Yes. Ah, if you're watching, I apologize, guys. You know, we got the internet on this side here, and I'm not sure what happened. We were able to see them, uh, so that's disappointing. We'll see if we can get them back on the line here, and I apologize if you are watching from home live here. <laughs> we'll give it a little bit more. You want us to stop the camera and come back? They were talking about technology and how much it helps their district. And this is one of the drawbacks that uh, when the technology does uh, not go your way, uh, things happen. So, but again, when they have two feet of snow and single digit temperatures, uh, things get in the way. So let's see, we'll give them one more minute. Uh, and then if not, we'll wrap up today's show and uh, get moving on. So, but it was nice. This was a nice story, a nice thing that happened at that uh, township, that that school district uh, found me. Uh, I went back and forth with their former superintendent and, um, you know, was able to reach out to them and be in touch. They did, uh, you know, purchase my book for their uh, school district. And let's see. If we come back, I can see your screen, guys, but I can't see you. We we can see your screen, but we can't see you. <laughs> yeah. We need that director of technology up in there. <laughs> yeah. What is well, that? we'll we'll keep we'll keep rolling then. And uh certainly the audio uh is there. Um, but I'm not sure what that is on uh why it's not coming through there. So yeah. Part of part of it's like school, right? You guys got to keep rolling when something uh, uh, doesn't go your way, guys. One of the things I wanted did want to ask you as new administrators, right? People expect you to be perfect. Uh, you know, when you make a mistake, sometimes uh, that that forgiveness uh, runs out pretty quickly. But in your in your job, you know, your own personal development. What are some things that have been some challenges yeah. for you in your first and second years? Uh, in your positions. What are some things that you kind of maybe were surprised? Wow, this was more difficult than I thought or 
was a greater challenge? What were some things that have popped up? For me, I think it was going from being a veteran teacher of 15 years who was head of the department who knew most of the answers to starting off into a new position in a new district who really didn't have a lot of answers at all. So that uncomfortableness I had to um, kind of get over and ask for help and just rely on my colleagues and rely on my teaching. So it was stressful and it still continues to be stressful, but I think just kind of learned to deal with it. So that's me, one way or another, you deal with it in either a positive way or way you beat yourself up over. Um, I don't know. Work in progress, I guess. <laughs> it's a work in progress for sure. Yeah. How about one of the gentlemen? Hardest thing for me in the K through 12 position is getting to know students. Um, I'm doing okay in uh, Cumberland Head, where my, my office is based out of, but I just don't know a lot of students. Um, I know names and faces, but I don't know a lot of students on a personal level in the Kenyan. So that's going to be, that's going to be, um, I guess, a goal of mine uh, to improve on. Yeah, Nick, and I can imagine because you have to make hard decisions about the child's uh, education with a lot of information you might have on paper, but yeah, that's not necessarily knowing the kids. One of the things I know people do that uh, are in a similar position, Nick, is uh, lunches, right? Everyone. Everyone would like to have a, a, a lunch maybe that's not a school lunch. So certainly inviting kids to join you for lunch from time to time could be something that could work for you. I'll, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I hear there's great pizza up there in Beekman Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, this was a thrill for me uh, that, to hear that your district did uh, purchase the book, uh, The Principles Surviving and Thriving, and found it useful. Is there one tip in there or one thing that really resonated with you that you said, man, I'm going to take that and run with it, or that's something I'm already doing and I'm going to continue to do it more? What was something in the book that stood out for you and has helped you? Uh, I know for me, for first year here at Beeman Town, I like the concept of uh, write it up and then rip it up. Um, and really, I think that builds a lot of trust with your teachers, when you're performing observations. They don't really know how you interact and how you're observing them. Um, so I think having that communication piece and really talking that a post-conference or pre-conference after um, and just looking at them and saying, hey, this is, you know, this is where we're at. I'm going to rip this up and we're going we're gonna to do it all over again and kind of really build that trust. And I think that's a great way to, um, to build that with, your, with, your, with the new staff. And I think that was a great asset in your book that you, uh, you put out there. Cool, Matt. I'm happy to hear that uh, and that you used that. How about someone else? Um, I really like the concept of thinking of it as a as a marathon and not a sprint um, and really looking at it as a journey, but keeping focused on on our purpose and why we're here. And so that you're you're making decisions um, that are intentional and purposeful. Um, there's a lot of noise that surrounds us each and every day um, coming from a lot of different directions. And I think um, you need to as a leader realize that there is there is a vision, there is a mission, and you have to stay focused on that. And you don't have to achieve it all in one day or one year, um, but make steps and realize that it is a journey and it's going to have its ups and downs and <laughs> and all ahead of you, but just stay focused on the, 
Cool. Oh. Keep, keep running that marathon. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone else? I think one of the things that I try to do as often as possible is to tell the story of our school and our district. And most of the time that is through social media. So I think I'm very aware of um, the message I send out. We have a lot of great things going on in our building and in our school district. So I like to celebrate those and give teachers recognition for all of the great programs that they put on for kids because really if it wasn't for them, um, just it just wouldn't happen. So again, you mentioned that in your book to attract positive press. And I think that's one of the things that I can say even um, as a district we're we're doing really well. Tremendous. Yeah. Tell your, tell your story or someone else will, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Nick, how about you? Uh, one tip that, that I use and I, would, I recommend that's also in the book is to meet before meetings. Ah. You just have a, a, at least have a, a rough game plan of what is going to be discussed or if there's a, uh, an issue at hand to have some sort of um, a rough outline of what your solutions will be. Mm -hmm. Not to, Judge outcomes. Everyone has a, someone on the same um, same brainwave or uh, wavelength as far as um, getting into some potentially contentious situations. Just to have some of the uh, the kinks worked out ahead of time. So, are you also admitting to watching the Jersey Shore then as a TV show? I saw that in the book. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're the. No, but I do know of the show, so I can't say that. I know the show somehow, but I'm not sure if that means I watched it. One of the characters uh, just got sentenced to prison here, right next door to uh, Port Jervis, New York. Uh, uh, but we certainly won't celebrate any uh, bad news for any of these guys. Jeez. So, well, we lost you guys visually, but certainly still been able to chat with you. But let's move towards the rapid fire portion of the show here and uh, we'll get things wrapped up. We're talking to the administrative team from Beekman Town School District uh, in upstate New York. I don't, I don't think there can be more up uh, in the upstate when we're talking about uh, Beekman Town. Um, but it's been a thrill to speak with you guys and hopefully we can uh, remain uh, resources to, to help one another because as you guys touched on in your in your conversation here. It is about helping others and, and sharing. It's about the people and uh, really excited to talk uh, all the good things that are going on in Beekman Town today. So why don't we just go in order uh, with the rapid fire and, and you jump in there. Uh, I think Darcy, you're our first person there on the left. So Darcy, last book you read. I was reviewing your book last night. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. <laughs> But from, on a personal level, I'm a Nicholas Sparks fan, so I think that was one of my summer beach reads. There you go. He does he does all right for himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Matthew, last movie you saw? Last movie. It's kind of hard to watch movies right now. It's like I got a nine-month-old at home, so there's not a lot of movie watching um, when I come home. Uh, but the last one I actually saw, I think, was The Week Of. It's got uh, Chris Rock and Adam Sandler, and they're getting married. One's really a rich family, and one's a poor family. And it's just a funny comedy to kind of uh, see how two families mesh together. you got to do that once in a while. Definitely. <laughs> Nick, how about you? Favorite place to travel? Favorite place to travel? It's been a while, uh, but it's calling me back the Pacific Northwest. Mm. 
I like it. Beautiful. Uh, Duffy, something that motivates you? My sons and being a good example and role model and being transparent with them about failing and getting up from those failures. Powerful. Why don't you give them a shout out? Why don't you tell me their names and ages? Uh, Julian's 16. Odin is 14 and has a birthday tomorrow. Christian is 12 and Dane is nine. Wow. Yeah. Well, next uh, next time you negotiate uh, your your work contract, you got to put something in there for having four boys, teenagers. That food right. bill must be uh, outstanding. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Darcy. Three most important qualities of being a principal. Well, I think you have to be <laughs> a collaborator, um, somebody that values the opinions of others, somebody who is. A good communicator, somebody who um, others feel as though they can come to you when they have an issue. And then I think you also need to be loyal to your students, to your district, and to your teachers as well. Awesome. Matthew, how about an assistant principal? Those skills may change. Uh, you're in different seats. What would you say as a as an assistant principal? What are, what, are there any different qualities of an assistant principal that you may look for? I think the number one is is trust. I think really with the assistant principal, you really got to build that principal and really have open communication, have open dialogue with uh, with the principal, so that you guys work together. I think that's a huge aspect of it. I think also is just understanding the district, understanding how to get what your your goal is as an administrative team. Love it. That's great, Nick. How about uh, your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve? I don't have any. I'm an administrator. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. You can you can handle anything. Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you a pass on that. How about um, Duffy? A short-term personal goal: three to five months. Three to five months. Short-term personal goal: um, really enhance those relationships that I have with my teachers and. Um, you know, make connections with some people I haven't really been able to connect with um, so far this year, real to build that trust with them. Okay. And Darcy, we'll end with you, uh, a long-term personal goal, three to five years. In three to five years. So I still see myself being a principal, of course, and trying to perfect my craft um, as far as what I would like my staff to be um build capacity for is being a trauma-informed school and dealing with students um and their mental health as well as teacher well-being yeah and unfortunately that is something that uh, needs our attention and uh the thing that these kids are going through with these the shootings and all the terrible things that that are happening that's a an important training matthew we're going to end with your uh book recommendation why don't you tell us a little bit about that uh, the, the, the book study you're doing with your school? Uh, yeah, we're doing a What School Could Be. Uh, we're actually doing it through Google Classroom. So it's kind of an interactive 21st century piece. Um, um, and it just really focuses on, you know, teacher accounts of how they're incorporating 21st century technology in the classroom. So I just want to kind of spark that in some of our teachers that, you know, how they incorporate it and how that transition is taking place <laughs> and kind of moving from that traditional classroom into that 21st century classroom, especially here at Beeman Town. We have so much progressiveness that we have here with technology. So it's really, you know, we're on that first chapter. 
Um, I've got some great comments from my, my staff already. It's really cool to open that up, that Google Classroom, and, and interact with them, you know, over over the internet. Um, and I think that kind of relieves a little piece of having to meet with each other. And I think I got more participation that way. And I just do it on their own time and more leisure activity. Um, so even when we had, you know, two feet of snow, it's nice to kind of open up the Google Classroom and read some of the comments on the book. It's kind of helped me reflect, too, on some of the comments within the book. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, listen, and if I can help connect uh, connect you with Ted Dintersmith, you know, he's the author of that. Um and and uh, also did the documentary uh, every student succeeds uh, and uh, just tremendous so i wish you good luck with that and uh, we're going to sign off here on the show uh, and to the team at beekman town especially dr broadwell uh, thank you so much and uh, i hope you guys got something out of this and uh, unfortunately i wasn't able to see you i was able to hear you uh, but i do wish you guys the best of luck in your school year uh, as you continue here into january Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. All right. And if we can help each other, uh, if you're another school administrator, you're watching this, you know, sharing resources and sharing uh, different techniques is, is a great way to improve. So if I could help you guys at Beekman Town in any way, don't hesitate to ask. And uh, uh, we, we can do the same for each other. So we're going to sign off here on Education, Leadership and Beyond. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, if you did like the show, please leave us a positive comment. And uh, as always, uh, if, uh, if I can help you anywhere on Twitter, reach out at Andrew Murata 21. We're going to sign off. I hope uh, everyone stays warm up there in Beekman Town. Good luck to y'all. Thank you. Thank Good you. luck to you. All right. All the best. And uh, signing off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond.